0: Welcome everyone to the game ball podcast i'm your host tom schuster and joining me tonight are mark myers and jenny Aquino. tonight we'll be discussing our favorite snowy games just in time for winter and reviewing our retro roulette game 1080 snowboarding for the n64 but before we get to that what have you guys been playing i know it's been a busy couple of weeks mark go go for it if you want to do
1: you want me to go first or last
0: Uh, oh you probably have the most you go (laughs) last so, okay. Jen, you can go first.
2: Mark has his game scroll just unrolled across the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: just, it's like the thousand and four moves.
2: Yeah.
0: It's, it, or, or it's a gigantic CVS receipt in one or the other.
2: Right, exactly. Um, so I have been playing a few games, but out of these few games, I've been playing them a lot. Um, so I have been playing a ton of Phasmophobia, so that hasn't changed. I haven't gotten any braver, so that also hasn't changed. It's made Um, you less
0: brave in every other game. I (laughs)
2: know! Even Call of Duty, I was, like, more scared and stuff. And then when I started playing Dead by Daylight before, when it first opens up the game, they did a little bit of um, audio updates in the last patch, so it sounds extra sensitive, and I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) everything scares me now but yeah I've been playing Phasmophobia. I've been trying to watch streamers who have leveled up decently so I can kind of pick up you know little in-game secrets so I've been getting better at playing solo but I'm still looking to play with other people that I know so you know maybe that'll happen again soon Um, and then as I mentioned I've been playing a lot of dead by daylight because they just came out with a new killer it's actually two killers in one Um, I'll I'll spare you most of the disgusting details, Tom, but (laughs) they're called the twins. Uh, One of them is a full-grown adult woman, and the other one is her twin, which looks like a demon baby.
0: Is it attached to her head?
2: It's actually attached to, like, it lives in the open rib cage on one side of her body.
0: That's not not disgusting at all.
2: (laughs) His name is Victor, and the first time I played against them, I literally was, like, screaming, because he runs so fast, and he goes... (laughs) When he chases you. It's hilarious now because I'm used to it, but you'll see I mean, you tomorrow probably what I'm talking about.
1: I mean, where else would a demon baby live than an open rib cage
0: on the side right. of the
2: body? Exactly. <laughs> I guess the that's other option was to- her head.
0: <laughs> totally normal. Yeah, I was gonna say it's either hanging off the head or it's like a, a Mad Max Fury Road type deal where it just it sits on the shoulders.
2: Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> that's been fun. Um and then I've been playing more mist. And then obviously Warzone. And then it's funny because, Tom, you had messaged me a few days ago asking if I've gotten back into any mobile gaming. And I had just started playing Merge Dragons, which I think I talked about probably almost a year ago at this point when I stopped playing it. I don't know why I opened it back up. I think it was by accident. And then I'm like, oh, I remember this game. And I was messing around. And then like an hour later, I'm like, oh, no, this was a mistake. (laughs) Dan's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, I started playing Merge Dragons again. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm back to playing that. Um, If anyone likes really super simple puzzle matching games, it's End Dragons, obviously, and it's really cute. I would definitely recommend trying it. It's highly addictive, though, so if you're afraid of losing all of your free time, like when you could be doing other things on your phone, which is probably also a waste of time, I would not recommend it. But it's a really cute game. I don't know. I don't know how you guys would feel about it, but that's I think that's pretty much it for me.
0: All right, Mark, you want me to go next? Yeah, good. Uh, so speaking of games, got that we got back into. Uh, I found out that. The destiny, the newest Destiny 2 uh, DLC is included with Game Pass. So, guess where my life has been for the past two weeks? Literally, <laughs> phasmophobia. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Destiny 2 so much. I haven't played Destiny this much since Destiny One came out.
2: That's awesome. That's good.
0: So, it, like, I actually completed a. Um, oh, why is my brain not working right now? Uh, an exotic quest. So exotic quests are generally long and drawn out, and you have to do a ton of shit. And I found myself actually completing one, so that should tell you how much I've been playing. I played multiplayer for the first time, and I couldn't tell you how long. Uh, that was not that was not fun because I was not good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's based on your, um, your actual gear. Like, if your gear is no good, then you're going to suck. So my gear was not great, so... Uh, I, I was getting rocked a little bit in destiny too. Um, and I've had a lot of fun with it. I completed the story, like the story mode for this DLC today. And it was actually pretty good. It was pretty interesting. Uh, that's funny to say about, you know, a game that literally had no story when it started. Uh, but you get to go back to the moon and it's very, uh, nostalgic and there's a loot cave that you can go into. It's Perfect. the loot cave. It's the original loot cave. You just uh, Even better. <laughs> <laughs> they put a little inside joke in there, so it's pretty it was pretty interesting. I thought it was funny. Um, so, Tom. Yes.
1: Did you find the wizard?
0: Yes. who's on the moon. The moon wizard. <laughs> <laughs> wizard came from the moon. It's so sad that those sound bites really don't exist anymore. Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Peter Dinklage was originally the... The uh, voice actor for your ghost, your yep. companion, <laughs> and he played it so like I don't want to be here. yeah. I just don't give a shit about this. This is so stupid that they eventually replaced him with Nolan North doing the same voice, just with way more inflection and uh, uh, enthusiasm. It was just you. If you get the chance, look up Peter Dinklage's uh, stuff. His his Vo-, VO on YouTube. It's uh it's priceless. Um let's see what else have I been playing. I've been playing also been playing a ton of Dirt 5. Uh apparently I've gotten better at Dirt 5. I don't know how. Either they I I I feel like it's not me. I feel like they did a they had like a patch come out and all of a sudden it makes things easier because I don't feel like I played it that much that I should be getting that much better. <laughs> um Let's see. What else have been playing? Uh, I've been playing random retro games you know, because as you do I, I played through a, a, a cup of Super Mario 64 um, uh, Super Mario Mario Kart 64, excuse me um, because I was bored and thought, oh that'll be fun for 10 minutes. And then I also have been messing around with emulation I set up a uh, computer just basically to be an emulator so I was messing around with um PlayStation emulation, and I played a ton of Triple Play 2001. Don't ask me why, but it's just the the first game I picked, and I happened to play it for like an hour and a half because Triple Play. Two- Go ahead.
1: I was going to say I lean more for some reason towards '98 because I think that's where all the really good fake ads began.
0: Yeah. Well, I was. Th- there's a mode in Triple Play 2001 that's called Big League Challenge. Okay, and it's like a home run derby, but it goes it has in innings and everything. You still get three. You get three outs per inning and anything that's not a home runs an out. But they have this version where they have um, like targets and weird um, like stadiums. Like there's a there's a castle you can play in. There's a living room uh, and a construction site and all this other stuff. And you can try to hit the targets when you're doing it, which I thought it makes it a little more interesting and fun. So I was just goofing around with that for quite a while too. Um, so yeah, uh, I did all, th- I've been playing all this and then I decided I'm going to, I'm going to order a game right before cyberpunk comes out. Cause I'm an idiot. Uh, but I have not played it yet. I I'm getting uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla tomorrow. So I'm going to try to squeeze in as much of that as I can before cyberpunk gets here. Just so I have a couple more games for my game games of the year list uh which we'll be talking about eventually that'll probably be beginning of next year mm-hmm. uh, when we when we do that list but um that's pretty much it mark Sorry. what do you got
1: okay uh so been playing uh, i know i sent you guys the whole list of games in preparation for our game of the year stuff i assume that would be in the next episode um or the one after uh but i've really only been playing 3 but i'm playing a lot of them um i've been trying to finish bug snacks um to finish that before cyberpunk um, the game is good, um, but the thing is is that it's getting frustrating at moments. Like a couple of the boss fights, um, I don't know how kids wouldn't get really frustrated with it. Um, uh, there's a one where you fight like a maki, like a, a sushi roll sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, and you have to put this tripwire out, but he also destroys the things that you put the tripwire on, um, and it's a whole thing. Uh, so, been frustrated with the boss fights, as I said to you before. Um, unless if Cyberpunk completely um, tanks, uh, Bugsnax probably will not make my top five. Um, doesn't mean it's a bad game, um, but yeah, I just played an awful lot of games. So I say I, it
0: just means that you've played a shitload of stuff this year. <laughs>
1: um, I'm getting I'm getting close to the end. I think I have all the main objective goals done. I just got to go do the final things to finish it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, and I've been playing an awful lot of Fuser. Um, the, uh, I just learned as, as I was saying at the, uh, pre-show that, uh, I figured out a way to get experience points pretty quickly by just recording 32 bars of garbage and you get 320 experience points every time you do it, um, and sharing that with the world. And so, uh, it's been pretty fun with that. Um, it, it basically like time just melts away playing that game because when you're doing freestyle, there's no like end game. Right. You just keep playing, so you just keep mixing songs and trying things out and all that. And next thing you know, it's like a half hour, 45 minutes later. Um, and then um, I'm still going through Hades. Um, I finally unlocked the relationship parts of the game um, with a couple of the characters. Uh, so that's fun. Um, I'm going to go hardcore back in once I get the new controller, so that I have my A button back, my dash button. Um, and then I've been playing... Um, uh, sports games, mainly. I played some FIFA and Madden, but I talked about those before. But I bought um, NBA 2K1 when it was on sale for like 20 something dollars on Xbox. Um, and the game's the same. It's, it's just like the last game. Um, really, the only um, advantage to it I don't even get by being on Xbox One is that they've, um, at, for the new systems, the next-gen ones, they're allowing you to do like a My Career mode um, as a WNBA player. Uh, so it, you know the first time they're doing that in a game um so outside of the graphics and but that's all exclusive to next gen uh but right. it's it's basketball yeah so um <laughs> uh the fun part is is i can't figure out how to call for a pick in that game every time i hit the button that was in the last few games it makes me want to call play and then nobody comes and it's just been a clusterfuck so um you know trying to still figure out what they changed and why they changed it and just to have fun with that Um, but yeah, got Cyberpunk coming up next week. Um, I think I got like two or three games, um, that were not on that list I gave you that I have to play. Um, uh, it's uh, Gears Tactics I want to try and, um, tell me why, which is the, uh, Life is Strange don't nod people, um, their new game for this year. Um, so that might be like a Christmas vacation, you know, sort of home and just blow through most of that, um, with nothing else to do, but um. yeah just looking forward to it's probably going to be a lot of fuser and cyberpunk in the next episode i am assuming
0: yeah <laughs> I'm, think, I'm thinking that's gonna be the case yeah. i think i think we're gonna hold game of the year until the one after christmas just because i want to try to get as much gaming in the, that last this last month as possible
2: same <laughs>
0: so we'll see what we'll see what happens we're gonna try um, all right. So, uh, you know, shit still sucks. Trying, <laughs> to get, trying to get a game console still sucks, but Jenny's got some some other news for us. Yep.
2: <laughs> I like that segue. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, first, firstly, we'll talk about the newest Switch update, and I'm sorry if you can't get a Switch, so maybe turn it off if this is going to trigger you, but... Um, If you haven't played your Switch in a few weeks, you may not know that Nintendo came out with a uh, new firmware update for the console. It's 11.0.0. One of the best features of the update allows you to share your your game screenshots and videos directly to your smartphone, which I thought was pretty cool. So you just have to scan a QR code from your Switch on your phone, and then you instantly get that screenshot. So it kind of makes it easier for people who like to share on social media a lot. Um, And then I believe you can now connect a USB to your PC if you wanted to share that way as well. Um, Some other updates included an automatic cloud save data download that is able to be shared across multiple consoles, um, which is nice because, you know, usually households with several children have more than one Switch if they don't want fighting to happen. Um, So that's something that was new. Um, There's also a shortcut to the Nintendo Switch online services on the home screen, um, the ability to prioritize downloads, which I really like. And then there's also a new trending section of the user page that shows you what your friends have been playing. Um, so, I mean, nothing crazy there, but I thought it was interesting to note that these I, new updates have come out because Nintendo doesn't usually do a ton of updates. So,
1: I love that at least two of those things have been on other systems for multiple generations.
2: Right, and it's like <laughs> this big thing that's happening on the Switch now.
1: Oh, now you can see what your friends are playing. Oh, boy! <laughs> Thanks, only,
0: Nintendo. Yeah. Then, yeah. Nintendo is always behind the times when it comes so to when it comes to online stuff.
2: Yep. Thought that was that was good. Good to note that you know we're catching up to Xbox 360.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, two two generations. Next, next they're gonna
2: make yep. making a party easy. <laughs> Can't wait. That's
0: still, that's still a clusterfuck on a Nintendo system. Yeah,
2: we found that out, didn't we?
0: Yes, we're trying. <laughs> It was so hard for no yeah. reason.
2: Um, so our next story talks about Fortnite, but this might be a reason for some people to play. And if you already have it and don't like the game or the battle pass, because you have to pay for it, you might want to pay for it now. Um, because if you buy the battle pass for Fortnite now, you can unlock a playable version of the Mandalorian. Um, so this is pretty cool. It happens to be a perfect fit too, because apparently the new season is bounty hunter focused. So I see what they did there. Um, So you'd start out with the basic version of Mando, like from season one, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go through and complete quests to unlock his new pieces of Beskar armor. Um, So you actually have to collect, I believe it's like nine pieces, I I think, of armor to unlock. And then they're only available once you hit level 100 as well, which may not be that difficult for some people because, you know, how good people are at this game. but, But it was pretty cool. Um, And then, of course, they include his most important accessory, none other than the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda. Um, And I will leave it at that. No spoilers if people haven't been following along with Season 2. But in order to get the child, you have to max out this season's battle pass. And I don't know how big the battle pass is. I know with Dead by Daylight, they have, um, they call it the Rift. It's the same idea. And it's like 65 levels or something like that. So it takes like a full month if you play it every day and we're good at it. So I don't know how long it's going to take people, but but that was kind of cool. I saw pictures of it. He looks pretty awesome. Um, And I would suggest if you do wind up unlocking baby Yoda, I would like to see screenshots of it in game. So if you guys want to send it to us on our Twitter, it's just at game ball pod. I thought that would be cute. We didn't get any Doritos pictures. I'm kind of, I'm kind of upset. (laughs) Maybe, maybe the code ran out. That must be what it was.
1: Uh, did you hear about the codes that still went out for Halo Infinite? Um, that oh all, God! That all expire in February. No. Yeah.
0: Can you pre like add it?
1: I think so. But oh. the funny part is, is that
0: they, the, game, the game won't be out until March, right? At least.
1: Or at least. Ugh. But it was just funny, like all the do and Dorito things. Yeah. We all
0: had a all had a date like sometime in February. Well, yeah, all the, the monster was running a a thing for double XP for Halo Infinite, but they had to change it to Halo Five because <laughs> Halo Infinite didn't come out. So it's oh, pretty wow. it's pretty terrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's twenty twenty for you. Yep. Um, next story some some of us might be interested in. I'm sure you guys have actually seen this already because today it was all over the internet, like non gaming sites as well. Um, So Sony has made, in my own opinion anyway, an incredible casting decision in selecting Oscar Isaac to scar as Metal Gear Solid's star as Metal Gear Solid's solid stake. Um, So that was confirmed by Deadline today. Um, If you haven't heard, obviously, this is a movie that's been in the works. It was first announced by Kojima, I think, in 2006, which is a really long time ago and has been in development, supposedly in development ever since. Um, So,
0: go ahead. I was going to say, just the... Once they got rid of Kojima, shit kinda hit the fan. So they're yeah. probably trying to figure <laughs> out how to do it.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's been it's been a while that it's been in development. Um and we still don't have a start date, so you know, who knows if we're actually when we're gonna see the movie, but I feel like making a big casting announcement like this does kind of suggest that it might actually be moving along in some way. Um, plus I was reading that the Uncharted movie, which has been taking about ten years also has filmed a couple scenes recently,
0: yeah.
2: so if that's moving along, maybe that that's a good sign that this also is moving <laughs>
1: along <laughs> oh, yeah, all I have to say is a uh, hashtag not my snake hashtag <laughs> David hater or we riot
2: damn, okay, I
1: mean. <laughs>
0: Has David Hayter ever like done real acting, or is he just a voice actor?
2: Know. Real <laughs> acting thing. Not, I'm, I'm not trying Damn. to take anything. <laughs> <away>. <laughs> not trying to take
0: anything away from voice actors. Voice actors are probably the hardest working people in Hollywood. Yeah, but for sure. I, um,
1: I, I just hear a whole
0: lot of beeping <laughs> on that backpedaling, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going to backpedal. It's my goddamn show.
1: <laughs> I'll
0: backpedal
2: if uh, I want to, Mark.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I didn't mean any any harm there by saying real acting i meant by yeah, we know <laughs> picture yeah, yeah. motion picture acting i guess i should say
2: <laughs> right that's funny you know,
0: they, they, well the closest he came is that he wrote
1: x-men and x-men 2 so well i guess mean, yeah. there's that at
2: least those were the better x-men's i mean yeah. x-men and x-men 1 at least was the best one so
1: yeah but uh, of, of the choices you have oscar isaac is a much better
0: choice than keith Orson. yeah so. Yeah, I would never. I would not want Kiefer Sutherland in there. Dear God, he he didn't even do well at the voice acting part. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That you can tell they only had him for a few weeks, so he recorded as little voice lines as possible. It's funny, but but at least he got to say, "Do it." I, I don't know. <laughs> do I think it.
2: maybe I'm biased because Oscar Isaac is really hot to me. But they had a side by side of Snake and Oscar Isaac, and I could see it. I, I think oh, it's yeah. going to be good. He's the resemblance, actor, so. the resemblance
0: yeah. is very, yeah. very, very good there.
2: So I guess also, if you guys feel a certain way about that, I'd be interested to hear your opinions on the casting decision there. If you agree I'm... with me or Mark.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and by the way, Jen, the do it is how a uh, snake gets his horse to poop in Metal Gear Solid 5.
2: He says do it.
1: <laughs> he yells do it. do it. And then the horse poop.
2: <laughs> I wish I could do that with my dogs when it's cold outside. <laughs> because hey, I've you have been doing did. it wrong yeah. this whole time.
1: Yeah, you you use the horse shitting as a distraction for the guards.
2: Wow. Oh, my God. That's great.
1: (laughs) There's so many good ideas in five. It's a shame you never got to really finish it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they (laughs) stole it from him. You know, the the sniper aside. Yeah.
2: Interesting. So my last story. One more. Um, This may be a little bit of positive news for us hoping that 2021 will not become another 2020. Um, so ReadPop and Penny Arcade have announced that they plan to resume PAX East, West, and Unplugged in 2021, in person, I should say. Um, so obviously this is still pending the actual situation with COVID once it gets close enough, but, um, they did actually announce that they are planning on running PAX East in Boston from the 3rd to the 6th of June, and then PAX West will be, um, September 3rd through the 6th, uh, is that in California? I forget.
1: West is in Seattle.
2: Seattle, okay. And then Unplugged is going to run from December 10th through the 12th next year. Um,
1: That was here in Philadelphia last time.
2: Yep. So I think that's a great sign. I will keep my fingers crossed hardcore for that.
1: It is is telling that they moved PAX East up to June from March.
2: Yeah, I think everyone is kind of just like scooching up as much as they can for now, hoping that it's going to be better by next summer.
0: Well, yeah, they're all hope, they're hoping the vaccine is widely, yeah. widely used by March.
2: Right, and then it's getting warmer out, so hopefully that'll really kick things into the right direction for us. Um, unfortunately, PAX South already confirmed that it's not going to be an in-person convention for 2021, so if anyone usually attends that one, unfortunately that has already been pushed to 2022. Um, but all the other PAX conventions, if anyone out there is a fan of going to PAX, um, they are TBD right now, so you know, they're still deciding. I think it's a good sign for anyone that's into convention going because, you know, that's a big part of my life usually. So it was very weird this year not going to any conventions. I didn't like that (laughs) at all.
1: Yeah, I'm not not surprised that South normally in January got put.
2: Right. Yeah. It just wouldn't have made sense for them to, you know, they couldn't push it any further. So just, you know, wait till next year. But.
0: Yeah. I mean there's there's usually at least two around here that I that I like to go to and, it, and I was really sad when both of them were canceled mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. So, and
2: we had gone to um what was it? Too Many Games last year. That was our yeah. first like Game Vault Pod convention and our last probably.
0: Well, it'll it'll come back, Too Many. Not games.
2: like last forever, but
0: Yeah, but it was our own, first and only. Well, you guys yeah. went to Comic New York Comic Con, right? Yep, yeah. we went
2: to New York Comic Con and then Dan and I went to Wizard World Philly. Which was fun, too.
0: So We went to a lot. We'll we'll go back. They'll come back.
2: Yeah. Well, I saw this news story and I was like, yes, this is good news. Because, you know, like, obviously it's important for it to be safe enough. But even when it's safe enough, we were always concerned about, like, will anything, you know, ever be the same again? Maybe not. Maybe people will still be too afraid to do something like that. So it's nice that we're hearing some kind of hope for normalcy in that that aspect. Obviously, people just have to continue being smart. Yeah, and we'll get there.
1: I would never be afraid of people not coming back just because there are enough stupid people that even if it was <laughs> that's the problem borderline, yeah. they would still go. Yeah, you know, sure. so yeah. yeah, it's just a matter of making it safe so that everybody who wants to go can go. Yeah, um, yep. not just the ones that could care less,
2: right, or and, couldn't
1: care less about
2: right everyone. Else. And, and convention plague is already very much a thing yeah. way before COVID ever was a thing. So
0: yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> Uh, at least for another year or two, I think I'm going to be wearing a mask, especially in public like that. Or you can because... cosplay
2: as like Mortal Kombat, and then you know it's <laughs> Yeah, just there costume. you go. <laughs> be Molina, Tom. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. Uh, you I'll, could only all... be Molina. That's it. That's the only one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's all I had.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, since we are talking about it getting warmer, we're we're <laughs> we're unfortunately in the coldest part of the year right now. Uh, mm-hmm. so we thought, um. Let's talk about our favorite games that take place in the snow, because snow's coming and we got to be ready for it. So
2: you mean winter is coming?
0: Winter is coming. Winter's always coming. Oh,
1: yeah. oh
2: no!
0: Are
1: we bringing sting on this podcast? No, <laughs> no. you ruined it. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, we thought we'd talk about our favorite games that either make us think about snow or take place take place mostly in the snow. Um, just get you kind of in the the holiday spirit. Uh since Jen came up with this topic, we're gonna let her start.
2: Yay, okay. So I have three. I guess we usually when we have stuff like this, we kind of go in a circle. Is that yeah. how we want to do it? Okay. Yeah.
0: Um
2: so I looked at this as um I kind of thought you know how you guys know how I like water levels for a certain reason. Yeah. I kind of feel yeah, the here. same way about snow levels. Um for me it's super relaxing and really, really pretty. Um, so, of course, it's not going to be surprising to you guys what games I've selected. Um, so these are these are my favorite games to play um, because of what I just mentioned. They're really pretty, really relaxing, really zen. Um, so my first one was Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds. Maybe that one's not super zen because you're constantly being attacked by robotic monsters. But <laughs> <laughs> it's super, super beautiful. Um, and if you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn or the... This is actually an expansion off of the original story. Um, I would highly recommend this game. If you have finished Horizon and you miss it a lot and you can't wait for the new one, this is a great game to play in the meantime. And it actually has extra story content as well. Um, and, you know, it's it's great to play it now that we're creeping closer to, as Tom said, the coldest part of the year. Um, it just has super pretty snowy scenery, um, icy roads. Everything just gives you that super winter feel. Um, it is super, super cold in the frozen wilds, um, so maybe play this one under some blankets <laughs> to make yourself feel a little <laughs> bit better about it, but the the costumes in this in this area are really great. I actually cosplayed as, um, this is probably not going to mean nothing to anybody, but I played as uh, an ice banook or banook hunter, I think it was, um, Aloy in that costume, so there's a lot of layers to everything and the details are just awesome and there's new um there's new like mechanical monsters in this too so it's very interesting i would definitely recommend checking it out the whole game is beautiful but the frozen wilds just kick it up a notch i feel like with all the snow and everything so um i would recommend i would recommend checking that one out
0: good choice how about you mark yeah so
1: um the first one i'm coming up with actually wasn't even on my mind until recently um because i played it as a comparison for our retro roulette game, but um, uh, I really like cool borders too. Specifically, the second one. Um, that game just seems to. Um, I was able to pick it up and play it fairly well. You know, um, after not playing it for a long time, and I remembered why me and my friend would play it constantly every day. Um, along with uh, besides the fact that we didn't have many games. Um, but yeah, just the just the idea of having it's everything you want uh a 1080 to have which i'll get in deeper um it has a half pipe it has um it has races it has big air you know it has all that stuff you want that game to have so having a comparison was good for me mm-hmm. um but also it took me a while because i'm trying to remember that i believe that game was non-analog um
0: cool yeah, borders I, think, 2. I think cool borders 2 came out before the dual shock mm-hmm. came out
1: yeah So um, so trying to do everything on an Xbox 360 D pad um, wasn't wasn't the most fun at first, (laughs) Um, but it was way more intuitive um, than than the other snowboarding game I played this week. So it just reminded me that when we were on winter break, me and my friend would play this constantly. We would cheat a little bit by having a turbo controller, you know, to Mm -hmm. be able to hit the buttons really quickly if there were multiple button presses um, for tricks. Uh, But yeah. Yeah, I I, I absolutely uh, love that game. Probably won't play it as much now because um, I don't I don't necessarily need to play games that have snow in it during the winter. It, it, unless if it's hockey, I'll play a lot of hockey. Um, but yeah, check it out if you're if you're into any old school PS One games. Two is better than the other the other ones, the original and three, um, just the way it's set up. Uh, so yeah, that was mine.
0: Cool. Yep, that's a good choice. Also, I think that's on the PlayStation Classic as well. If anybody has that.
1: I think Cool Borders might be on there.
0: Is it? I thought for some reason I thought it was two. Either way, it
1: could be, but I think I I could see them going for the original.
0: Okay, so I, I already mentioned my the first game I'm going to talk about. Uh, it's Destiny Two, uh, the specifically the Beyond Light DLC, the new one, because you are pretty much on the Moon Europa, um, which is all covered in snow the whole the whole planet is a snow planet so it's kind of like Hoth. so it's a
1: snow moon wizard (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) yes it is uh but yeah so the whole yeah the, the whole planet is is covered in snow um your your new special abilities let you freeze people it's called stasis it lets you kind of freeze people in place and stuff so uh there's just a, it it feels like Destiny should have felt to begin with. Like I said, the story in this DLC is really good. Um, it's it's way better. Like they, they actually tell you the story. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen a, a trailer or anything, the person from the first game that tells you, I literally have no no time to tell you what is going on here. Uh, she's back. This time she tells you stuff though. That's so. That's nice of her. So the stranger's back and tells you exactly what's going on instead of you know complaining that she doesn't have time to tell you what's going on (laughs) uh which i thought was pretty funny
1: um and and, uh tom for um for destiny uh is it as um tough to i know you talked about you played it a long time but for for this game do you feel that you go to it more for landscapes and stuff or like if there's a boring landscape do you do you bounce off of it does that
0: even matter yeah, honestly, I do feel like the landscape helps a lot. Um, I feel like some of the landscapes in the original Destiny 2 were just kind of blah blah, and there was nothing going on. But being in the snow and having you know stuff hidden in snow mounds and stuff like that, I feel like it really adds to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes you feel freaking cold because everything mm-hmm. looks, it looks incredibly cold. Yeah. Um, but th- the thing I'm happy about is. In the original Destiny, like screenshots, not not necessarily screenshots, but like the the uh, the art they did beforehand, they showed a lot of stuff in the snow, but there really wasn't that much snow stuff in Destiny one and two. So they're finally bringing that stuff into the game. What is it now? Eight years later.
2: Ugh, I feel so old when you say that.
0: Well, that's how that's how long Destiny's <laughs> that's been crazy. out. That's crazy, yeah. Destiny, De- the original Destiny was on the 360. Yeah. As well as the Xbox One. So that tells you how old this freaking game is. Yep. But Wild. yeah, if you enjoyed Destiny 1 and just were kind of put off by Destiny 2, I'd recommend checking this out and going back to it. That's
1: awesome. And and is the uh stasis as frustrating as Breath of the Wild?
0: <laughs> no, because stasis is like an attack instead of being just like... An ability Uh so a stasis is awesome in this. <laughs> yeah, Breath of the Wild stasis is a little annoying, but uh in this it's it's pretty pretty cool.
2: My turn. Um speaking of Breath in the Wild of the Wild, that was my second game <laughs> that I picked. What a um, segue. Yes, it was perfect, and you didn't even know. Um, as Mark just mentioned, this was a really good point. I definitely picked all three games. Uh, for the scenery, and that has some a really big impact on me in any game, pretty much. And I know a lot of people ask me if I think Skyrim or Fallout is the better game, because for some reason those games get compared to each other a lot. And I always say Skyrim over Fallout because of the scenery. Like in Fallout, it's just so dreary all the time that 100% of the time I'll always pick Skyrim. So Breath of the Wild is another one that I picked because not obviously the whole entire map is not snowy but the areas where there is snow is just so gorgeous um and it's another area where it is so cold that literally link will freeze to death if you don't wear the right clothing um so yeah it is super frustrating um things you drop things in the lakes and they freeze and then if you fall on the lake you're gonna die it's just it's so cold that you have to be careful but Again, this whole game is beautiful, but the graphics, I love anywhere where there's snow because there's just all these little details that look really pretty. Um, The music is is really peaceful as well. So as long as you're gearing up correctly, um, if you head towards Mount Hylia, you can experience it for yourself if you have the game and you haven't necessarily played through it yet. Um, But just make sure, it's probably not somewhere you can head into early on as a player. You have to, um, if not collecting the correct clothing you have to correct collect the correct herbs or whatever you call them peppers hot peppers you have to make certain things for yourself so that you don't freeze but i think if you go up to the mountain nothing really will help you if you don't have the correct clothing i haven't played the game in a while but i'm pretty sure i'm remembering that right
0: yeah you need gear to go up there there's no there's no getting around it
2: nope so the mountain itself i wouldn't head towards them but um there are some areas towards the beginning where if you go far enough up into the mountains like not all the way up like by, I think there's a lake or something you can go by, but you'll see what we're talking about with the whole freezing thing. But it, that whole game is gorgeous. So that was my second pick.
1: OK. All right. All right so mine's a little off the wall and um, probably for the older PC set um, out there listening. But um, when I think of winter games and games to play in the winter, I think of that damn Yeti and Ski Free and um, <laughs> how much I would love to have been able to murder him. Um That's so great. for those of you that don't know, uh Ski Free was a game that came installed on Windows what three
0: point
1: one? Three point one um uh systems back probably early nineties, ninety three, ninety-four. Um and essentially the game was just you going down a mountain, doing jumps, getting points, like an arcade game. But the game had a uh automatic endpoint where you would get chased down and killed by a Yeti.
2: Oh my god.
1: And there was I no remember way.
2: this game.
1: And there was no way to avoid the Yeti. Um, so it infuriated me as a kid because I didn't know to search the Internet the, or that the Internet didn't, probably didn't have this. But I was so determined to beat that Yeti. Um, and it wasn't until I got older and figured out that that was just how the game was designed. <laughs> yep. Um, to just make you keep playing it over and over again. Um, but yeah, Ski Free is one, one of the few games that uh, just is, is very much of a time. Like, you say that game, and everybody around our age, or probably more my age, and um, maybe right at the edge of of your guys before Windows 95 came out, um, that really had not many games to play on PC if it wasn't shareware. You know, it was Ski Free, it was Spider Solitaire. And it was probably like Minesweeper or something yep. like
0: that. Yep. Maybe yep. Mongjong, but nobody knew how to play Mongjong. <laughs> I didn't even know how to play Spider Solitaire. I just kind of clicked stuff until it worked.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. M- Mark, you just brought me hardcore back. Like, <laughs> I forgot this game existed. My aunt used to have yeah. this game on her computer with Minecraft. Or Minecraft. With uh,
0: Minesweeper. Did you say?
2: Minesweeper, thank you. Wow. Yeah. Um And... Both of those games used to drive me crazy when I was a kid. I can't believe I forgot this game existed. I'm so yeah. glad you mentioned it. I'm yeah, gonna Skeet play Free's it now.
0: Awesome. Right. Um, but, Free you yeah. can play on archive.org, I think, in your yeah. browser.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can still play it if you want to. Um, legally, mm-hmm. not any of the other way we play certain games here.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> where we where gray area it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a, it's just an it's just an error where I would. The only games I was really playing on PC at the time before I tried to play sports games on there without knowing what speed and RAM and megahertz and megabits and all that stuff was when I was nine, Um, you know, were those three games. And then like Doom and Wolfenstein, Uh, you know, because my dad got them free shareware like floppy to play. Uh, So, you know, that was the game. If I had to say a game I played the most on PC from age seven to nine or ten, it would probably be Skiford. That was a great pick.
0: Yep. I, I enjoy that thoroughly. Uh, yeah. So I have like five. So I'm going to do three. And then I got like two, uh, two that are kind of weird. So I'll talk yeah. about those. Yeah, later. I only have
1: one more. So. Feel yeah, free. me too.
0: All right. So my second game, I've talked about it on here before. I think I have played it on stream. But it's Sledstorm for the PlayStation One. Uh, another racing game, of course. If you if you don't know by now, <laughs> uh, apparently I only play racing games. Play racing games and I play Final Fantasy, and that's about it, apparently. Because uh, every time I spin that stupid wheel, it's a racing game. Even this week, it's a racing game. But I love this game. It is a um, it is a snowmobile racing game uh, with the best. Uh, like trance house soundtrack i've ever heard in my whole life and they, of course it was like in year 2000 so dragula is on there so um they had to throw that on there because i'm pretty sure that that song was in like every game that year by rob zombie um but yeah it's an awesome game it was it was pre like x games where they were doing uh, snowmobile stuff so It was kind of like a motocross game that they kind of just said, oh, yeah, we'll just make a snowmobile game instead and throw it on the snow. But my brother and I must have played that game so, like, I can't even describe. We must have done, like, the career mode 10, 15 times because it was one of the only games we had, and we loved the music. And the gameplay was really good, too. I think it's definitely one of those hidden gems on the PlayStation 1 that if you like racing games uh and you like something different that's not you know a car or 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 a plane or whatever it's it's definitely something to check out um and it's cheap it's like super cheap to find a, a whole copy out there it's like five bucks if you if you want to pay for it if you don't but that's fine too <laughs> all right yes give us, give us our last your last one
2: okay so my last one uh i already mentioned it before is Skyrim, um, and obviously I'd be really letting it down if I didn't mention it. Um, this game has some really, really pretty winter, wintry locations, um, obviously located in northern regions of Skyrim. There's a ton of them if anyone's interested and haven't been there yet. Um, these would include the Pale, uh, Winterhold, Whiterun. Um, you could obviously just explore the frozen mountain tundras too. Um, You know, there's Frost Dragons, of course, which is the icing on the cake for me to go along with the scenery Um, and super ambient, beautiful, peaceful music to go along with it. Um, If you actually search on YouTube, I think if you type in ambient Skyrim uh, winter, something like that, I forget what I looked at before, Um, but there's actually just a, a video montage of all of the really peaceful Skyrim music and like all the really pretty scenery. So I guess if anyone wants to chill out to that and see what I'm talking about, that would be a great thing to search for. Um, but Skyrim is just, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> um, I have in the past when I was playing through Skyrim in the winter, I would literally pour myself some hot chocolate with marshmallows and just run around all of the wintry regions for a while. It's super relaxing and it really used to get me in the winter mood. So this was my, my top pick. Um, so I would definitely recommend playing through Skyrim again if you already have, or giving it a try if you have not.
0: I mean, it's only available on every console ever made. Yep,
2: it's available everywhere. <laughs> so do it.
0: Yeah, so
1: of uh, my final game, um, well, actually, I should say it's a group of games because I couldn't really narrow down which one I like the best, but I am obsessed with Winter Olympic games. I will play all of them, and Summer Olympic games for that matter. Um, I, when they are good, um, you know, they, they are really good and can be fun for hours. Um, I probably should check out the Mario versus Sonic ones, um, because they're, they're probably scratched that edge since they don't really do much dedicated Olympic games anymore. But I, I love that error from like 94 to 2000, mm. like when you had Lily Hammer and Tokyo, you know, and those games where they tried to incorporate like, um, many of the different sports, like, um like figure skating and things like that that are pretty hard to um put into a game but um it was how i basically learned as a uh, you know adolescent learned those winter olympic sports was by playing you know between you know um at downhill and alpine and you know um all the and in, and in the summer just to jump that all the different kind of track and field events um you just play these games constantly cuz you can rent them from blockbuster for 3 days um and get most of your fix out of it um but yeah i will always anytime there's a winter olympic on and a game comes out for it i will at least uh, try out that game um it's a little bit harder nowadays because you actually have to purchase the games there's no rental stores unless if i want to sign up for that scam that is gamefly
0: um <laughs> i can't believe for real quick i can't believe gamefly still exists yeah uh, continue
1: i didn't <laughs> yeah, know that they, they sell games now too um yeah, it's just uh, I love I love the Olympic Games have been a big thing in my family um, since uh, the uh, I think it's a like gold medal Barcelona or something from mm-hmm. 92 on the NES um, because it uh, we really enjoyed that. It had a um, a, a marathon mode in that, um, you know, where you could, you know, set the pace for your marathon runner and did it in the background while you did all the other sports. So that's you know every year there was a summer or winter olympic we played it but i always gravitated towards the winter because bobsledding's fun losing's fun the ski events are always fun Yeah, um, I, the, I,
0: I think one of those games is where i learned what the biathlon was
1: yeah i was just going to say and when it's done well the biathlon's really fun yeah. um i think there's one on n64 that's pretty good um it's probably the tokyo uh, nagano i should say not tokyo um but yeah yeah the Winter Olympic Games. If you if you have any uh, nostalgia for those um, sports or anything, um, and you don't want to play it as Nintendo characters, um, go back and check out some of those older games. Um, even some of the two D stuff holds up a lot better than some of the early three D. Um, to be completely honest with that. Um, so yeah, that was that was my choice. Um, I couldn't narrow it down to which one. I think Lilyhammer might have been the one I played the most, which would have been. You know, Genesis or SNES, ninety four. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah,
0: Winter cool. Olympics, can't wait. We have two, we have one more year, twenty twenty two. Yep, I'm, I'm excited. I'm I'm a big Winter Olympics fan, so I'm always excited when that they come around. All right. Um. So my last one, I, it's kind of it's kind of cheating, but um, my last one's GoldenEye. So GoldenEye, when I think of GoldenEye, I don't think of you know like. The, the big satellite at the end. I think of the gigantic winter landscape in Russia that you get to walk through that I probably spent most of my time playing GoldenEye doing that because you get lost every five seconds when you're going through that level. It's it's the same level, but you do it twice. So, um, yeah, I think it's kind of a stretch, but, I you know, it, especially if you unlocked all the levels, just going back and playing that level alone, I feel like is more fun. Cause there's a lot of exploration you can do in that level, um, overall. And, you know, it gives me those feels. Uh, but I do have two like, uh, honorable mentions, uh, dirt three, which is my favorite racing game of all time, which has a ton of snow, uh, rally and snow rally cross. Um, you could pretty much play the whole game in the snow if you wanted to. Um, but I love that. I love that game. And my last one, which is kind of a weird, obscure game. It was actually not even a game. It was a demo. Uh, It was Christmas Nights into Dreams. We've (laughs) we've seen Nights into Dreams on our, on our, all our stuff. And it was free for a little while, not that long ago after we played Sonic Adventure and we were talking about Nights into Dreams. They're like, Oh yeah, it's free this week. So it just happened to work out that way. But Christmas nights is basically like an expansion for uh, the original game. It was like the first game to use the 3d analog controller for the Sega Saturn. Um, And they decided to put out this uh, like, well, they sent it out for, or it was a free thing with a bunch of magazines. And I think you could send away for it from Sega as well. You didn't really, you didn't have to pay for it. Um, But it was basically just an add on for the original nights into dreams. And, Based on your uh your Saturn's internal clock, if it was Christmas or uh New Year's or um or if it was, you know, I f I wanna say there I wanna say Valentine's Day too, there was something. Um, the levels would change. And I wanna say it was one of the first games to ever use something like that. I've never seen that in a like a PlayStation Saturn era game before before that. So I just thought that was really cool. Uh, especially if you change your Saturn's clock to, to be Christmas, all the levels are Christmas themed. So I thought that was really awesome. Um, and if you have the ability, go check that out. (sighs) we did it. We got through all our Christmas games, all our snowy games. Oh yeah. That was fun. All right. Speaking of snowy games, we played a snowy game this week. Um, Jen did not get a chance to play this, this week. Everything's been crazy. So Mark and I are just going to talk about 1080 snowboarding for Nintendo 64 um so and yeah, boys only boys, boys only.
2: only okay bye guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah jen will uh we'll definitely you need to hear what our uh our, our next game is so we'll let we'll let you know
2: yes yeah, sounds good <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right all right let's get into it there mark yeah
1: so um i played 1080 for probably an hour or so before getting completely frustrated with it because i couldn't even win the first race um because i had no idea how to speed myself up um i thought i figured it out i picked the fastest guy in the game still getting my ass kicked um yeah it was just i don't know how much of it was not learning not knowing the buttons too well or whatever but um yeah so a lot of the stuff you were complaining about on the stream um i found as well the the needing to time landings and stuff just just took the fun out of it for me um the game looks great um Mm -hmm in turn for an n64 game um in terms of uh you know they they avoided having too much of a crowd so it didn't look terrible um you know at either the beginning or the end Mm. um the you know the little side advertisements didn't look too pixely um there (laughs) um you know it it was in contrast to after putting this down i was like you know what Let me play the snowboarding game I played a lot. So I played a lot of cool boarders, too. And the thing was, that was, besides the fact that they had tips on the loading screen, (laughs) on (laughs) buttons to press, um, made that game a lot easier to get into. And um, the game was a lot sharper and crisper, um, despite the fact that um, they, uh, what's it called, Um, had loading time that you completely forget about from you know PS1 generation.
0: Yeah, um, I mean that's also the fault of the N64 as well because it's well known that it's just a smeary mess if you try to play it these days. Uh yeah. for whatever reason they put a anti-aliasing filter on onto the N64's hardware instead of being in or I'm sorry in its software instead of being in hardware in, it just puts it on every game and it just smudges everything and looks like shit. So that's probably another reason cool does look way, way better than, than uh ten eighty does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then that led me down a whole rabbit hole. Um, you know, I, uh, I started playing too extreme, um, and realized that game's just a piece of
0: garbage, but, yeah, Too um, extreme is not good. <laughs> uh,
1: but it was like, I couldn't even figure out what, I couldn't even figure out how to get into the game at first. The, the, opening menu is insane in terms (laughs) of like trying to figure out like it's all these options but only one of them sends you to the the race and it's all the way at the bottom like not even at the top and yeah that was that was frustrating but um laughable at you know you know some of the stuff um because you'd get the power-ups and you'd have little you know one-liners like get some speed you know um but all in all Um, I think if you take the time, if we had a little more time or I had a little more time between trying to finish Bug Snacks and, you know, other things, um, to actually sit down with a manual and figure out all the controls, the 1080 and all the things they want you to do, I probably would have had a little bit better of a time, but I think that whole needing to figure out how to stick your landings on jumps would have still frustrated the hell out of me because, um, you know, um, I, I think it's a dedicated button, right? You have to down or something to uh
0: i think it's either z or a one of those two will will do will will cushion your landing
1: at least with cool borders it was like just line your board up right and you're good yeah um after you do the trick um but i'd recommend if people have some nostalgia for n64 games it's not a bad one um you know it's probably lacking in you know good features i would say in terms of what we were trying to figure out things to do outside the race afterwards and it was like uh what's this and then you really couldn't do anything um but yeah yeah i yeah it made me the best thing i can say about it is that it reminded me of a game i liked a lot more
0: (laughs) well this was one of the first n64 games i played when i was a kid Um my cousin had it it came out not too long after the n64 came out um and i remember liking it a lot even though you know I I I didn't never owned it as a kid so I didn't I don't it's hard to have the it's hard to have a bad memory when you didn't own it and you didn't get to play it all the time but playing it now was definitely a little frustrating at first um I literally had to look up what the buttons were to to make everything work because it's one of those games where it, it's it's in that era that you needed a manual the game came with a manual so you needed to read it before you started playing yeah. Uh, and if you own the game now without a manual, you're going to be kind of lost. It's just the way the, the way those games worked. It's not, it wasn't a game where they told you how to do everything in a tutorial. They kind of just like, yeah, just, just go and do it. Um, it does have a, th- a few modes. Um, it's got the, uh, the first mode, which is head to head racing against the computer, which is okay. Um, it's definitely difficult if you're not using the right character you're gonna you're gonna get your ass kicked every single time yeah like the I girl had to,
1: character is hard mode
0: yeah because she's just super slow yeah um she's
1: easy to stay on her board but super slow
0: yeah so you definitely need to to try it out see which character you like best i ended up going with the american dude the most time most of the time um because he was the like the fastest and had the best handling so i used him for most of it um The other thing about this game is it's definitely a product of its time. It's very stereotypical of each uh, of each nationality, which I thought was pretty funny. But what I'm I'm pretty sure you'll run across that in most games of this era. Yeah. Um, I do like that they give you a get you let you get to pick between like six different characters though. I think that's pretty cool. And there's a lot. There's just a lot of um, customization too because you can pick different boards and stuff. I remember playing this game and seeing the different board selections and that made me want to buy a snowboard so bad yeah it was just just looking at the different snowboards and getting to pick based pick one of them yeah. made me want a snowboard so bad yeah. which i eventually and, did get one
1: and that's but, where cool borders takes it up a notch because it's it's a brand snowboards right um yeah i don't think
0: know. I don't think they had any brands in this game. I don't think it was, I don't have any sponsors or anything. Yeah.
1: Cool Borders had a couple brands, and also the advertisements were like Butterfinger and things like that. Yeah. In there. But yeah. But yeah, the, 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 I will say, I'll, I'll I'll let you finish, but I just want to jump in with the, that part because that was one of the things of jumping to that era of video games from, you know, the 2D you know, uh, SNES and Nintendo and Sega and all that was the ability that they gave you all this choice, Mm um, whether it made the game better or not, um, the ability to have seven different snowboards and five different characters, you know, because they could render them all, you know, they didn't have to worry about, you know, needing to stay within, you know, some kind of color rendering and they only have a certain amount of colors on the screen and, and, and all that stuff. Um, that they were able to give as much choice as they did. So when you played a multiplayer, you know, everybody could look completely different.
0: Yep. I am totally with you. Uh, I really enjoyed going from, you know, that 2D era to this. Uh, I feel like this game kind of worked really well with the 3D technology. It looks great. It still looks good today, even though, you know, we just kind of shat on it before because, it, well, that's just the N64's fault. But if you okay. played an emulation, you can make it look great there it's it's easy to make it look good nowadays um
1: i would even say watching it on stream with you you know it was yeah but i go
0: ahead
1: i was gonna say maybe you pumped it up a little bit well Um, i had
0: it i had it i have it upscaled and it's in like the sharpest it's in rgb so it's the sharpest it's gonna get yeah we also
1: weren't playing it on a 13 inch crtv
0: (laughs) you know yeah
1: So okay i take back some of the compliment on it
0: well, yeah, I mean, it it does. It still looks pretty good, in my opinion, um, for an N64 game. A lot of N64 games look like shit, so this one is still pretty colorful, and it's not like super dreary. Even though it's set on a, on a white background for the most part, it's still it's still a nice uh, thing to look at, I think. But let me go into a couple of the other modes. So there's a trick mode that's basically just a trick attack. So you you go down the, the level. Same thing, but you're trying to get a high score. Um, then there's also another uh, mode, which I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, but it's basically like slope style kind of. But you do you okay. do a you do a slalom first, um, and you're trying to beat a time, and then you do like a either a big air or a half pipe or or a different trick thing. Also, it's kind of like gives it makes you do both. In the same uh, situation, so it does have a lot of a lot of replay value. There's a lot of stuff you can do, uh, and the game does get tough. This game is not easy. If you if you have not picked the game up in quite a while, it's gonna have a sharp learning curve for <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I overall I I enjoyed it for for what it's what it is. It's it's not you know it's not Metal Gear Solid or anything. It's not like a like the best game on the N sixty four, but it's a fun racing game that you can also do a whole bunch of other stuff in if you're if you have the time and feel like investing a little time into it.
1: Yep. I agree. Uh
0: okay. I guess we'll give it our scores now. Mark, what do you what okay. do you think about this this game?
1: Uh, yeah, I know I know I've done this mediocre score for a few games this year, but uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do two and a half. Um just because I I to be above a two and a half you need to do some things extremely well and uh this thing doesn't really do anything extremely well it's 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 put together it's a functional video game that doesn't have much in the terms of you know it doesn't feel unfair at times uh because the thing that that makes you um not do well is because you're not hitting a certain button at a certain time now with you want to argue with me is that button unfair that's a different point um but yeah, it, 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 it looks fine. There's not much in terms of really bad graphics. It doesn't, frame rate doesn't slow down. You know, it has all that great thing that cartridge games allow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not anything spectacular. There are a multitude of other better snowboarding games, even of this era. And I mentioned one of them, and I think we may have already played one or talked about one before in SSX um, that sort of you know, takes this formula and just just makes it better. But um, for a game on the N64, um, if this was your only console and you didn't have access to, you know, the other ones out there, um, it's perfectly, perfectly fine. It's not Superman 64 or Quest 64 or anything like that. (laughs) Um, That's just borderline unplayable. Um, I'm sure if you're playing it in-person multiplayer, it's probably a hell of a lot of fun. Um yeah, that's that's the other thing
0: then. that's the other thing we didn't really get a chance to play with is multiplayer. This game has split screen multiplayer, so you can't play with a friend. yeah, um but yeah, i I imagine that would open up a lot more stuff for you back then. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it a three. I think it's a definitely a middle of the road game. Um, it's also a super cheap game, so it's another one of those things that if you're building a collection it's a nice game to pick up and have on your shelf and you can just throw it on for a couple of minutes every now and then. Um, but like I said, you're going to need to look up the buttons because to do tricks, there's no, there's no on-screen prompts or anything. You kind of just have to go with it. Uh, and doing spins and stuff is kind of, kind of weird. So (laughs) you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing. Uh, but it's still fun. And I think, uh, I think it's a, a a good game, especially for for winter time. I think it'll get you in that uh, that 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 mindset of the year. Yeah. All right, Mark. Let us spin the wheel. Okay. It's been a while since we got an RPG. Mm-hmm. We're playing one. It's one that I've never played before, so this should be interesting. Uh, we're playing Suikoden for the PlayStation One. So, this game is super involved, so and it's super Japanese, so Jen's either gonna love it or hate it um yeah so, I feel
1: I, that's that's with anyone with this game to be honest
0: i yeah, it's I think this game's kind of polarizing. I think people either really, really like it or they just don't like it at all
1: yeah i I know someone uh from college uh who I don't know if he still does it, but back then he would play through it at least like once every three months or so.
0: Yeah, it, it's also one of those games that has like 15 endings. So, yeah. it's it's hard to get the ending you want the first time first go around. So, yeah. I imagine that's probably another reason he played it so many times. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done an RPG on this. So, I'm pretty excited. I I want to say the last RPG we did was Final Fantasy 7, like the original Final Fantasy 7. We didn't No, we played 6 before that. Yeah, we played 6 before it. And then we played seven. I don't think we've played anything, any RPGs since then. I think we were supposed to. I think I think we hit Chrono Cross at one point, but I think we're coming right after another one. Yeah, I think I
1: think it was like we played Final Fantasy seven then pulled Chrono Cross.
0: Yeah. And you were like,
1: ah, let's put let's throw it back in.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, We didn't want to do two RPGs in a row, (laughs) but uh, this is gonna be fun. Uh, I'm excited. I when I stream this, just so everybody knows, I will probably have a guide in front of me. Because, well, may, I may or may not. Because I'm going to play for like an hour or two. So usually in the first hour or two, they kind of teach you how to play the game. So I don't have to worry about missing stuff. That's my biggest fear in an RPG is missing something. So I always like to uh, make sure that I don't miss anything. Especially in it, an RPG that has 17 endings. So I kind of like to know what's going on.
1: See in a screenshot that it has one of those spinning press start screens.
0: Yes, it has a very nice intro screen uh I, this is one of those games i think that's pre cutscene it's it was it's so it,
1: yeah if i remember correctly this was one of the there were two rpgs maybe three that came before seven to the playstation this one was yeah. in 96
0: yeah yeah. Um, this wild arms and i want to say there was one more
1: yeah there's one more that um you know may have just been in japan first before seven But yeah, yeah. So this is one of those pre when seven just took over the world with cut with those cutscenes and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, Yeah, I would love to I'm just thinking old RPGs. I would just love to uh, at some point pull Final Fantasy VIII and have Jen figure out how broken the junction system is.
0: (laughs) Well, it's on the shelf, Mark, so it's going to (laughs) happen at some point.
1: Yeah, we were trying to explain it on Thanksgiving Eve. And I'm just like, you don't understand how broken that came.
0: It's, it's hard to understand unless you've actually done it and broken it a hundred percent because oh, man, yeah. that game is definitely broken.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 you have that patience to do it. But yeah, it was fun. OK, so I'm looking forward to this. I'll see how much further I get than you, um, yeah. especially with Cyberpunk. coming.
0: Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a busy couple of weeks yeah. here for us yep. on the game Ball. All right. Speaking of, of busy, we've been busy trying to raise some money for charity and Mark's going to let you know about it. Yeah. So
1: we uh, we're we're raising money for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia through Extra Life. Um, we're at I believe it's seven seventy right now. Um, so we got a couple of donations um, recently, uh, one hundred dollars each from, um, you know, uh, Nina and the Golden family. Um, so thank you to them. Um pretty sure they're not going to hear this, but, um, just, uh, uh, sending out a thank you into the, you know, the positive vibes into the, into the ether and, you know, um, letting them know we appreciate it. It means that I will need to take a video of my setup, which means I'll actually have to clean my room, um, before take, before sending it over, uh, to Tom to put on YouTube. Uh, but, um, yeah, we're getting closer to that $1,000 goal where I will get a Triforce tattoo. Um, and then closer to the $1,200 one, um, we probably won't make it as much as, unless if we pool our money together to get over the hump and buy us, I mean, everybody, but Tom, yeah, you guys um, really don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I swear if Dan got a bonus this year, he would have put his whole bonus towards making that happen. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we'll be doing another stream. Um, to, to, to donate, you can go to tinyurlcom Extra Life, the number five. Um, donate as much or as little as you want. Um, the two people that donated big, it was sort of like a family effort, so it wasn't just one individual donating $100. So don't feel like you got to measure up to that. Um, but any, any, if you can, great. But any, um, any level donation would help. You have until uh, December 31st, 2020 um to send it in so we will be doing at least one more stream um you know of us playing jackbox or something uh together as a group um to sort of to do a final push um if it's anything like thanksgiving eve it's just really an excuse for us to hang out but if you guys are not doing anything um feel free to um join us and and have some fun so um yeah yeah it's a tinyurl.com slash extra life the number five and um yeah should i Go right into the podcast, Tom. Yep, go for it. Yep, so um, we have Stranger Damies, our D&D podcast, um, airs every Wednesday. You can search for it with Stranger Damies. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Stranger Damies. Um, The episode coming up this Wednesday is the um, final one from Extra Life. Um, So if you watched Extra Life, you already know how it ends. Um, For those of you that don't, um, you know, stay tuned. It's the big conclusion to the wedding um, that we've been driving towards for months. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the battle itself, which is why I split it into part one and part two came in at a cool three hours and 14 minutes. Um, which to be honest, um, even though we are, we have announced that we are going to be doing a campaign two in January. Um, so you take with it what you will about the next episode. Um, but this was really just the primer for the players to show what an epic level <laughs> battles would be like. And I think that's why everybody's like, yeah, sure, we'll do another campaign. We'll start down at level three again. Um, Because having to actually fight gods would be like three to four hour battles um, because they are just a big old sack of hit points. Um, So be on the lookout for that. We have our movie podcast. They call us a movie. Um, You can search for it. They call us a movie wherever you get your podcast, Instagram and Twitter at the main Damie. Um, if you go to the Twitter feed, the main Demi. I don't know if the poll will be expired by now, but um, hopefully it's still up. We're doing a poll for our um, final movie of the Christmas season. Um, you have your choice between um, Ernest uh, Saves Christmas, uh, Saving Christmas with Kirk Cameron, um, Black Christmas, the remake from 2019, um, which um, which means it can either be terrible or surprisingly good, um, and then um. I believe it's the um, Amelia Clark Christmas movie um, that she did with the guy from the director of Bridesmaids. I forget the name of it off the top of my head now, but that is no chance at Wings. So (laughs) don't worry about that. Um, But uh, either way, um, be sure to um, check all that out. And then Tom, um, what's the podcast? So uh,
0: we we will be streaming uh, when you're listening. This will be streaming this this evening, Monday night. I'll be streaming Retro Roulette. We'll be doing Sweeco Den, so it should be interesting. Um then Wednesday we'll be playing. Uh, oh, Wednesday's going to be a special episode, we think. Yep, yep. We'll uh, see. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep an eye on the Twitter. Keep an eye on we Twitter. Don't, we don't uh we it'll be a surprise, but if you're paying attention to the calendar, you probably know what it's going to be. Uh, and then Thursday d- may or may not be Trails Thursday depending on if Mark uh <laughs> we can pull mark away from other games
1: uh, no it, it'll it probably happen because me and jen are a really good part of that story
0: okay yeah you guys are having a lot of fun with that i'm i'm glad you guys are enjoying that so much um and then friday uh jen will be playing dead by daylight it's the friday fright fest sunday yeah. will be a grab bag to put, depends on whatever they want to play it it's been i feel like it's been something else every week dan's really into dead by daylight now so. Yeah, I think it actually turns
1: out to be what's easiest for Dan at that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're fine to play whatever. So
0: Yeah, it's kind of a grab bag. It, it depends on what everybody feels like playing. But for it, for the l- most part, lately, it's been uh, Dead by Daylight. Uh, then Monday we'll be off and then back to uh, Wars on Wednesday after that. So keep an eye out on Twitter. Uh, that's where you'll see our most up-to-date stuff. Um, all of our all of our uh, social media is at game Vault pod. We are, thank God we're branded on everything. We are Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all at game Vault pod. Um, so keep an eye on all that stuff. Uh, we, we do have the ability to have a, a, sub on Twitch now. So if you're watching and you feel like throwing that at us for your, your prime gaming and you're not using it on anybody else, feel free to throw it our way. It would be very helpful and we'd be very grateful uh, and, and we are also an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. Uh, Stone Age Gamer uh, gave us a link, so we put that in our description of our podcast and our on YouTube and everything else. Uh, if you use that link to go shop their site and you buy something, it gives us a little kickback there as well. So uh, make it makes uh, doing these podcasts and streams a little easier for us, and in turn, you guys get more content. So any, like I said, any little bit helps. So... We've got a lot going on this these next coming weeks. Please stick around with us. While you're out there, stay safe. Don't kill anybody when you're going Christmas shopping. <laughs> Be kind to each other. And from Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom, and we'll catch you guys in the next one.